I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 54 of the podcast. Thank you for stopping by. I'm happy to be here with you as always. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please go bury that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way here on First Class Fatherhood. All right. Navy SEAL week comes to an end today with the guy who ended the life of Osama bin Laden. I have Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill stopping by the podcast in just a moment. So please uh, stick around for that. And if you missed out on any of the interviews this week, you missed out indeed. So I highly recommend you go back to episode 50 and start there. I was fortunate enough and blessed to have five first class fathers on the podcast all top-tier Navy SEAL operators, and boy, what a privilege it was. So they all talked about all aspects of fatherhood and family life, so really just some valuable information and some, some good listening. So please, I highly recommend go back to episode 50, start there, and run it straight through here to 54. Uh, I'm not going to keep you guys waiting. We're going to hit a quick spot here, and I'm going to be back with Rob O'Neill, the operator. All right, so stick around. I'm Alec Lace, and you are listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now is a First Class Father who needs no introduction. He is a former member of SEAL Team 6, or DevGrew. He is the best-selling author of The Operator. And he is the man responsible for shooting and killing the most wanted person on the planet. It is with great honor and privilege that I say, Rob O'Neill, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it. All right, let's do this. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, I have three kids, three lovely daughters. Wow, all right. I don't want I, I to I get into their ages. This is going to be kind of a unique uh, podcast because there's a lot of stuff I can't say about my kids. So we'll just... Uh, Hey, I totally understand that, Rob. Listen, many of us take that for granted. I as well. I mean, I'm able to share my kids' moments and memories all over social media, but guys like you, you got to keep it all under wraps. Yeah, I'm I'm able to get on uh, social media, but I don't even follow my own kids just for that that simple reason. Right, wow. So it's, but there are they are at unique ages where they're like, Dad, if we just say who we are, we can have a reality show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that would draw great ratings. What kind of sports are the kids into? Uh, they're into a little bit of soccer and that, to be honest, a lot of theater type stuff. Um, so they, they, they uh, one kid's into running, um, and then like the theater type singing stuff. So it's, it's uh, very unique. Okay. Are you involved in coaching at all with the kids? Like I said, it's going to be very unique because they're, they're kind of, they're hidden. Okay. And, uh, uh they're in like, they're in like a, a self-funded witness protection program. So I don't even get to show up for those things. Okay, what was the transition like as an operator going out on missions as a single guy as opposed to going out on missions as a father? Well, it was easier before the uh, the kids because there's not – I mean, you know, it's one of those things where well, if something happens to me, who cares um, type thing. Obviously, you know, for the families and stuff, you, you do care. But, but uh, yeah, w- once the kids were there, like, we, you know, I, I was on a lot of missions. My kids were, were there for most of them where the realization that not coming back is, is – is, uh, is real and um it's it's uh you know it's to take kind of a new turn that, that you want to you know you want to turn to the kids and then even like something like for the bin laden mission where we knew we weren't coming home um almost the saying goodbye type stuff because there's so much more to live for 
How about the children? Did they ever have any idea that dad might not be coming home? No, they didn't know anything. Okay, okay. All right, let me turn this over to one of the major topics for all parents here. Uh, obviously, there's a rise in school shootings. What's your take on it? What do you think could be done? Are you cool with officers being put into the schools? Yeah, there's plenty of um, retired military uh, combat veterans who are capable of, of arming, uh, being armed and working in schools. And this, the unfortunate thing that we're, we're at a point now where we need to realize that these mass shootings are always done in gun-free zones, which means there's nobody armed there except the perpetrator. So um, we're, it, 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 we, you need to evolve with the times. And unfortunately, right now, we need to evolve like we did after 9-11. We don't let people with certain things on planes. And it'd be like the inside of the airport becomes a secure area. As much as it sucks, we need to make the inside of the schools that kind of an area. So you need to have... Um, places where there, you know, uh, you can obviously do emergency exits, but there's only one or two ways in. You need metal detectors and armed guards. And that's just simply the way it is. Um, that's one way to do it. And then it also what needs to be addressed is the type of culture we've evolved into with uh, the Internet that's made us um, so intimately close with so much stuff out there. The culture this is the culture of violence. So we need to address the bullying. A lot of shooters come in because of bullying, uh, um, What's the one in Colorado? That, that, that was Columbine. Columbine. That's because they were bullied. Uh, and the teachers need to step up. Armed guards need to step up. And the students need to step up. Um, it's, it's, it's a shame that kids need to – it's a shame that I need to talk to my daughters about active shooters and what to do if and when and how it happens. And it's just um, – there's a lot of – simply saying, hey, we're going to take your guns away is not going to work. We need to be realistic and smart. All right. How do you handle social media with your kids and all the dangers that come with that? Again, it's very, very difficult for me because we're not following each other and we don't live in the same places. Um, I just I try to be realistic with them. I'm very fortunate because my kids grew up really quickly dealing with a lot of stuff that I dealt with. And then the, the, the public exposure and the high profile missions. Um, but what I need to you know tell them is is, is try, try as best you can to avoid the negativity, even though that's very difficult because the Internet and social media are very, very negative places. But I also really request that they be honest with me. If you see something that if you see something that you wouldn't be comfortable with seeing when I'm standing right there, you should probably tell me about it and we can work through it. And honesty's honesty is never going to get you in trouble. So just uh, if you see something bad or you, you, you see something negative or something that affects you, I want you to tell me about it. And we're going to talk through it. And, there's, and again, as a, as a father, there's no reason to punish a kid um, for coming forth with issues that concern them because they, you know the kids are growing up a lot faster now than they 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 were when i was growing up in like in the 80s yeah hey i'm an 80s kid myself and, and i struggle sometimes uh you know to, to keep up with the quick moving pace of it all but I'm, I'm trying my best here all right how about video games and the violence of video games and movies how do you handle that with your children uh yeah i mean we're fortunate there because my the video games we, we play are like uh mario kart and stuff like that they're not into um, the, the, the violent the games active are... shooter and the violent game. So I'm very fortunate with that part. And then with the movies, um, and I hope that, you know, again, you don't know what you're necessarily what your kids are doing when you're not around, but um, we're not really into the graphic violent type movies. We're, we're, we're more into the comedy type stuff too. And I, I would, I'd actually much rather have a child um, here, you know, if it's going to be something to an extreme here, like a, 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 a curse word or the F bomb in a comedy, then deal with the, you know, the guy jumping to the glass after an explosion and murdering people. 
Well said. Well said, Rob. All right. How about guns and gun safety? Did you introduce guns at an early age to your children? Again, unfortunately, I've had to teach them how to use guns. And, and I think that's important with a lot of kids is, is the, the best way to to uh, avoid um, a catastrophe, uh, you know, other than keeping it under a lock and key in a safe is to show them what it is, where it is, how it's used and why, you know, you don't, don't, don't be showing your friends. If you, if you need to understand how the gun works, come to me and I'll, t- I'll show you. And there's nothing wrong with teaching kids how to use guns. I think the, the problems and the incidents and the accidents come with teaching, not teaching kids how to use guns because, uh, you know, if, if all they know is a simple toy gun, just pull the trigger, point at your friend, and they stumble upon a real gun that they don't necessarily know is real. That's where the issues come in. So, again, it all resorts back to honesty. All right, it is now time for a word from today's sponsors, and I'll be right back with more of the action on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, are you planning on or would you consider having more children? Well, um, I don't know yet. I'm on my second marriage. I did get divorced after I left the Navy, and I just got married in uh, August. So, yes, I think I would like to. All right, all right. I like to hear that. What kind of advice could you give the new dads that are listening or the about-to-be fathers? Advice I would give new fathers is don't expect any sleep for the first two years. Right on Um, with that. But also... um, (laughs) <laughs> the realization that your wife is working her butt off and maybe once in a while just let her take a nap and take take it over. It, it was funny because some of the when I was married, my first my first marriage when I was in the Navy, um, deploying overseas, going to combat and coming back, I would let my wife have like a girl's weekend. So you go out and I'll keep the kids. I actually realized it's easier to go to combat than it is to be a single parent. Yeah. You don't got to tell me I I've been left with the four of them and to fend for myself here. And sometimes I I give my wife all the credit in the world. It's crazy. It's it's crazy. It's it's like, you know, at least at war, there are rules. (laughs) I don't know what this kid's doing right now. Are you still getting after it at the gun range or do you fire more tweets than bullets nowadays? Oh, I I don't, I'm tweeting more, more and more just, out of fun is you know the hard thing too which i um would tell kids and young parents too is ease up on the political correctness because some of us are just joking take a rap off don't be offended by everything come on yeah it seems like the terminology has gotten so i talk about this all the time like we can't even say our kids are hanging out anymore they're having a play date and stuff like that it drives me up a wall it's like come on uh, yeah, I agree. Well, it's the same thing with the whole every kid gets a trophy. But it seems like enough dads that I, since I started this podcast, the majority of fathers that connect with me are sick and tired of that philosophy. Well, yeah, the problem is the media is not and the media is doing a certain thing and they're the loudest voices up in, you know, I mean, there's a certain social media platforms where people can get the real word out. But yeah, they, they, yeah every, everyone doesn't deserve a trophy. If, if we're keeping score, why don't we win? And if we're playing, why don't we keep score? And why don't we try to win? And and you know what a good life lesson is? If, if you're not good enough to make the team, you shouldn't make the team. Try harder. Do it next year. That's how you learn. You don't you don't learn from being told you're great. You learn from failing. You learn from setbacks. That's how that's how life works. Yeah, that's one thing I love about your whole community is that that mental attitude right there. Uh, I'm trying to lead the way for my kids. I mean, this is they all want to be YouTubers, and I kind of tried to set the bar here with this little podcast. And now, hey, I'm talking to the guy that shot Bin Laden. So, worst comes to worst here. At least I got a little street credit with the kids to say, hey, guys, who had the number one podcast here? That's funny. That's true. Well, and and again, too, the the reason that I was able to be in a position to shoot Bin Laden was because I was with a team of guys who had busted their butts to get to that position, who had, who had always, you know, kept the positivity flowing, move forward, get over it, take your setbacks. The team was there because we went through a selection process. It's not because we, you know, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't pick a certain 
type of person for this. It was the person who got there based on success, period. And that was the entire team to include the pilots, to include the air crew, to include the the analyst that found Osama bin Laden. I was just there simply because I was fortunate enough to work hard enough to get in that position, to be on that team with those people. And that's what it is. N- none of, none of the, the men and women involved with the bin Laden raid were ever handed a trophy. Yeah, the whole story is, is so inspiring, man. Uh, all right, listen, given what you know now, how would you feel about your kids joining the military? Well, I've talked about this with them quite a bit, and what, what I tell them always is if you decide to join the military, obviously I'll support you, but I would recommend getting straight A's starting right now and then get a, get um, accepted to one of the military academies and then fly something. Okay, cool. That's just good advice right there because that's got uh, all kinds of opportunities afterwards, too. All right, obviously, The Operator, best-selling book. I blew right through it in a couple of days. Do you have any other writing projects or any books coming up that we could be looking forward to? Well, I'm working on a couple things right now, and I, I th- um, it's more of a what-do-you-do-next type thing, the realization that life is a life is an experience, is a, a, a set of experiences based on being in bubbles. Um, when you're in high school, that's the most important thing in your life. That's all you know is high school. That's all you care about is high school. And then high school ends. And then you go to college and college is the most important thing ever. And then college ends. And like for me, the military, I'm a Navy SEAL. Um, It ends. I'm not a Navy SEAL anymore. I'm a former Navy SEAL. What next? What do we do next? Everyone's always got the what next. Yeah. So um, it's that, um, you know, life is short, but it's also long. And I'm as old as I've ever been, but I'm also as young as I'll ever be. So what do we do now? What next? I'm kind of working on that sort of thing. Nothing in writing it, but that's where my head is. Yeah, hey, Rob, I mean, honestly, you, you really seem like a natural at this stuff. It seems like it comes pretty easy to you. You're a big presence on social media. It's awesome the way you engage with so many people. And I see you on TV all the time. You got that charisma about you, and you're very well spoken. You didn't, you didn't mention that I also have a great face for radio. Hey, Rob, it doesn't look half as bad as Osama bin Laden's looks. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, if I were you, I don't know if I would start any other sentence. But, yeah, I shot bin Laden. So I give you a lot of credit for, you know, I don't know how you kept that in for so long. Well, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like I mentioned before, yes, I shot bin Laden, but I didn't get there by myself. And it's the people, the, the heroism before me that got me into that position that, that, that uh, I think people need to know about. A lot of these guys are at retirement age. And, and again, fathers, they have kids too. Uh, but they're getting out now. They're realizing what, you know, what next. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping we hear some of their stories because I was by no means the most brave person on that mission. The, like the, the pilots that crash landed that saved everyone's lives. Those are the stories that need to be told. Listen, Rob, if it was up to me, it would be mandatory that the minute you retire from the SEAL teams, you have to write your autobiography. That's the way I would want (laughs) it to be. I I, I love when you guys come out with the books. I'm happy when a lot of guys do that. There's very, there's a lot of amazing stories out there. A lot of guys are concerned with the safety aspects, so they're never going to come forth. But, I assure you, there was. I've seen a lot of heroes in a lot of different places. Yeah, and we definitely need those stories right now, and those movies. We need them. We we, we really do as a country. We really do. And and I just, uh, I love the fact that uh, that you're on your second marriage here. You're considering having more children. I just think family values need to take center fold in this country. And I, I you know, I'm just. Uh, that is that is one of the reasons there's a lot of problems is because of the of the uh, uh, the, the the family values are falling apart. And um, you know, if if, if a lot of kids growing up without fathers that's an issue that that leads to a lot of the violence that leads to more violence and 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 it's it's, it's a shame that we're, that we're there but the, the, the family values are important and, and a lot of people are trying to take break them down i don't i don't think they should i, I mean there's it's it's um you know it's, it's very very difficult and, and you know no one understands what someone else is going through but uh 
having a fa- people that grow up with a with a, with a family intact, uh, they, they tend to be more successful. Okay, do you have anything else to add here before I wrap this up? No, this is great, and I, you know, again, I apologize too for not being able to get too in depth with my kids, simply because of the security reason. But, but, um, um, no, it's been it's been great talking with you. We should probably do it again. Hey, Rob, that's music to my ears, pal. Uh, listen, I cannot say thank you enough uh, for taking the time out of your day to give me a few moments here on First Class Fatherhood. And listen, I don't speak for myself; I speak for a lot of people when I say thank you for shooting that bastard in the face. <laughs> he had a comment and believe me, i'm here in new york right now and i run into people every day to tell me different stories about how thankful they are and again just uh thanks to everyone that would put me in the position to get in that position and uh he did have a comment okay rob o'neill everybody thank you for giving me a few moments of your time here on first class fatherhood very cool thank you all right we'll be right back after a quick spot All right, that is going to wrap up Navy SEAL Week here on First Class Fatherhood. A very special thank you to all five Navy SEALs who stopped by the podcast to share their stories with me. Uh, I really consider it an honor, and I really am blessed because these guys are all idols of mine. I read all the stories, and I stay in touch with what's going on. So uh, really, I hope the listeners out there, I hope you guys all enjoyed these podcasts. Please smack me with a little bit of feedback. Let me know what you thought about it. Uh, it was a very important week for me. I will be back with episode 55. Uh, we're going to keep things moving here. So please keep it locked in right here to First Class Fatherhood. All right, guys, I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And remember, you may not always fly first class, but you are always a first class father. Tall as a tree, I saw feelings.